to episode four of the Catch Kate podcast. I'm your host, Kate Manning, and today we are going to be heading for drum roll, do, 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 <laughs> Belize. Um, normally, when people hear about this country, it's usually quite negative. Um, it definitely was something that I heard before I went there. Um, I was advised not to go there. I was advised that it was one of the top murder capitals of the world. And for sure, if you look up online, you're going to find news articles in the plenty of armed gangs, robberies, you know, buses being hijacked for tourists, mugging, all of this sort of stuff. So you can imagine beforehand, I was like, oh my God, like I I can't go there. But then as usual, I thought, you know what, like this is the news and normally the news just portrays one side of the story. And I had read about the biodiversity there and how amazing it was as a country. And I was like, I'm not missing out on this place. So before we get into some of the beauty that resides in the mainland of Belize and its keys, uh, its islands, I just want to say thank you to the Patreons who have joined in the last week. Um, Really, really, I appreciate it so much. And it's allowing me to, uh, yeah, do, do more of this creative work and... Even this week, I made my order for all my seeds. So thank you to all of those who are um, supporting me now in this community. It's uh, it's wonderful. And, you know, it's it's a very critical point in history that we need to be educated about the planet and about environmental awareness, because if we don't take action now, um, the future yeah like the future is uncertain and it's not something to be afraid about it's just we need to be aware of it and we need to take um we need to make choices that are better and that help the planet rather than against it we haven't been acting in a way which benefits the planet we have been building societies you know we have this capitalist model and we're destroying nature and we don't understand that we're actually part of the system you know like I'll talk a minute about Belize um, the biodiversity there in the forests but when you look at the earth and you think back you know the earth was so dense with forest and we've wiped out the majority of it you know for agriculture and for other things as well for our overpopulated species and we just need to become aware of that and I hope with the podcast and the community now um my my patreons um you know some of the posts that I've put up as well about um what I'm doing on the farm and just like letting you know how I am choosing to live and maybe like you could learn as well some tips because I guess I just kind of follow what I believe to be right and true for me and from what I've learned around the world, from different cultures and how they live, I try to incorporate different things I've learned and not follow as much, so much as what society, the, the mainstream is doing because that isn't working at all. Um, destructing 
and destroying the natural world is not sustainable for our future and yeah that's my that's my little rant but it's just something I'm so passionate about and I really want to help and I'm just so glad that all of you listeners out there are here with me because you're also making an impact by coming along with me and you know hearing about the planet learning about different countries learning about how they work with nature in symbiosis and just understanding how how they're like suffering as well like a lot of the countries I went to like you know they have no power as such in in the mainstream you know there's a mass media that takes over and you have this kind of Americanization of the globe and you have the big first world countries which are, which are pulling out the resources from a lot of the third world countries and it's it's so unjust what is happening in the world. So I just want to make people aware of this and I don't want to scare people off and like you run in a corner and hide under a blanket because this doesn't work and this is what we've been doing for like decades and it's not working. Like by looking at the darkness of what's going on we can make better choices and we can face up to what's going on and help everybody else, you know, help the people that are suffering, you know, because it is a fact. So that was kind of like to say thank you to the community and the members who joined (laughs) helping me out because, yeah, I'm I'm putting it back into the planet now and hopefully all my seeds will arrive soon. But yeah, actually just a tip as well. Um, like the seeds in a lot of the companies are like loads of them are out of stock so <laughs> I would put in an order very soon um, but it's it's a great sign it's a fabulous sign because it means that people are actually growing their own veg and they're becoming sustainable and uh, sufficient and that's just amazing like that's the way we want to go that is the way we want to go and this is exactly it it's not about being afraid of climate change and what's to come it's about taking action now so that we can create a better future and also like just a note on the chaos that is going on around the world right now all the things in the news and kind of how we're restricted movements and all this thing this is an opportunity for us to create a new world and a new environment and a new way of living because the old paradigm doesn't work so it is actually a great time of change and anytime there's been change in history there's always been chaos so it's important to note that as well that it's not just all negative you know it's important to have a bit of a you look at nature you look at earthquake earthquakes volcanoes look at all the chaos that goes on and like you know you look a lot of the time and then there's new land formed there's new species formed there's new biodiversity formed by by chaos so that's just another way of looking at things now we are going to go to Belize after my little rant thank you for listening guys off we go so as I said earlier I was quite afraid before going to Belize one because of the violence and crime that people had talked about but also because I mentioned in a previous podcast, if you haven't listened to the one in Mexico, you better go back and listen. Um, I mentioned about my passport being stolen. So when I was in Mexico, that happened to me and they also took my backpack and what was in the backpack was my immigration card and um, my electronics and all of that. And you might say, why? Why did you have that in your backpack? But the thing was, I had flown in from Cuba the night before. So my backpack actually wasn't unpacked. So yeah, 
But anyway, basically when you go to Mexico, you get an immigration card and it allows you to stay there for six months. But mine was taken, so I didn't know how I was going to leave the country because basically when I would arrive at the border of Belize, I would have a new passport <laughs> with no stamps, which looks funny, you know, like a passport dating from the the, the week before created the week before and then like no stamps in it of none of my travels and you know I'd been all around Asia as well and stuff like that so there was nothing in it it was empty and also my immigration card I don't so like it was like where did you come from where where have you been young girl um so it was kind of scary like and then I just somebody just told me look they'll probably take some money off you and you'll be fine (laughs) so basically off I went anyway I met this girl. I was going on the coast of Mexico, uh, down towards Belize. So Belize is just below Mexico on the right hand side. If you can kind of picture that on the Caribbean coast, and I was this girl. I met. She asked me. She said, "Look, do you want to come along with me? Because you're alone." And then she was like, "It's better if two of us are together." So I was like, "Okay." So I ended up with her because I was about to go stay in another couch surf in a guy's house, and she was like, "No, you can't do that." don't be so silly she was like come with me so I decided to go with her and um, we got the border crossing but the border crossing actually was um, a, a boat crossing because I was actually going out to one of the keys off of the mainland of Belize uh, called Key Cocker so they're like little islands off of Belize basically and really amazing for again diving snorkeling um, all sorts of marine life amazing I was at the border crossing at the boat and I was lining up for the immigration. So I was standing in line waiting for my turn and I was just so nervous again. I was like, oh my God, what will I do if I can't get into Belize? I was kind of like, not that I felt delayed with my timing, but I had spent like a few months in Mexico, which I hadn't planned again. It was meant to be a bit shorter. But, you know, I always went with the flow anyways. And I and I used that time to do some amazing things there and get to know amazing people and just the most beautiful experiences. And it tested me greatly. You know, even when I got to the southern part of Mexico, I met people in hostels and they were like, wait, they were like, are you that Irish girl who was stuck in Mexico? <laughs> people knew about me in Central America. It was so funny. Like I'd go down to hostels and they were like, oh, you're that Irish girl who was stuck in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We heard about you. I was like, oh, my God. Like, is this like the the traveler hostel news 101? But yeah, I was nervous in the queue and I eventually got to the counter and I handed the guy my passport, my new lovely passport. And um, I handed him my police declaration report from Mexico stating that I had been subject to a robbery and this and this and this was stolen and it was amounting to this amount. And he just started staring at me and I was like, oh no, he's going to decline my entry. And I was like, where am I going to go now? Like back into Mexico on my own. And I was on the border crossing like and they're not like the best places to be hanging around, you know. But anyway, he was super nice. He was actually a really nice guy. And he took the police report and I said, look, I, I was in a robbery. It's a new passport and everything like that. And he's like, OK, he was like, so will you come back to Belize again? And I said, yeah, yeah, hopefully I'll stay for a while. He was like, sure. And he, he asked me for the amount of money because some border crossings, you have to pay money to enter. So I paid the money and I got in and I was like, oh, my God, 
oh my god I couldn't believe it I was so delighted and I, I was honestly waiting for that moment for months and months and months because you can imagine I had been on my trip like I don't know like a month or two and then the passport was gone and I was just like torn like I was like no I was meant to be on this big trip and yeah like my my route regarding the climate you know because temperatures in certain places like I wanted to get to certain parks and stuff by a certain time frame like I had to kind of adjust a bit but it ended up being absolutely perfect and totally aligned with everything and I got to all the places I was just so glad that moment went through and I waited there in the harbour in the boat kind of stall waiting for the speedboat to go to this amazing Caribbean island I was so excited so one of the first things I noticed arriving there was that they spoke English which was really weird because <laughs> like I'd been Spanish speaking countries for like a few months and then I was like whoa this is strange so basically Belize the Maya had settled there first a long time ago and then the English came along and they colonized so you find on the islands that the people have this kind of accent like Creole and it's super interesting like culturally because there's such a mix of backgrounds and people. So you have some of the British there and then you have a Mayan influence and then you have Spanish influence and then you have African influence. So it's just it's just such a vibrant mix of cultures coming together, which forms this like just a super interesting, yeah, like culture and traditions and norms. So again, this being an island, um, I used to go snorkeling most days and then I did some diving there as well and I also visited the Blue Hole. So the Great Blue Hole is this super surreal earthly phenomena. Um, look it up on Google. It's it's mind-blowing and I had seen a picture of it years ago and I was like I oh, have to visit here. Oh, just amazing and I actually took like a small aeroplane out to it. Um, it's just off the the reef the barrier reef system so it's the second largest barrier reef and you go off there and you have all these atolls and oh there's this turquoise colored waters uh, it's just super surreal and these mangrove forests and then you arrive out and you see this huge sunken hole in the ocean and it's just it's mind-blowing like your eyes are just wide open your jaw is just yeah jaw-dropping it's just crazy and we circled around her like a few times and it's about 300 meters wide so it's quite huge and then a lot of people actually go diving there as well but apparently it's quite dark in there it is a kind of like a cave system and you have all these stalagmites stalactites and yeah it's meant to be just phenomenal but I think it can be quite eerie if you're diving there because it's super dark and but it was it was amazing to have the view from above absolutely spectacular and then on the way back we got to look at all the different like kind of biodiversity from above and circle around these forests and just witness the the beauty of planet earth from above it's just mesmerizing and we even got to see this huge shipwreck it was actually kind of driven into one of the coral reef structures and they didn't move it like they left it there because if they move it now it will damage the actual life that has been built into it now on the island of Keycalker I did a good few dives there uh, the the coral you have soft coral you have hard coral you have nurse sharks again you have barracudas 
stingrays. It just the water is like crystal clear. And you also have sea turtles, like massive turtles. And actually, something really interesting about the stingray, we saw loads of them. They have this mucus on the outside of their lining. So they actually don't have bone structure. Their body is kind of made of this cartilage. And yeah, they kind of move this kind of swiftly away through the ocean. But they are in fact a relative of the shark, which is super cool. And they also have venom which can be quite fatal to humans so I was a bit cautious being around them because I wasn't sure like do I go do I like avoid going around the back of them where the, the tail kind of is or where do I go but yeah no they're they're an amazing creature to watch just like kind of gliding through the ocean very very um gracious very gracious and and beautiful and I really loved the island there because the people just made it I just used to have the funniest conversations with the locals and yeah they're just amazing people you know really local and you know it's kind of one of those places where you just laze around in hammocks and appreciate the ocean and very Caribbean vibe and I mean I didn't wear shoes for a few weeks when I was there (laughs) and yeah the locals were just so much fun and they used to say to me hey where you go? I used to go down the road on the bicycle, you know, on the along the paths, you know, these kind of dusty paths. And they'd be like, hey, this is a go slow kind of island. Where you think you're going so fast? <laughs> uh, sorry for the accent. I'm trying my best. But yeah, they they would give out to you if you tried to go fast. So you, it's a go slow pace. So that was quite funny. They just bring you in and they treat you like family and they'd just sit down on the bench with Jan and be like where are you from and what are you doing here and yeah chill out and relax and yeah just just lovely Caribbean vibes so after some time I decided to leave the island it was quite hard I must admit I really loved it there and yeah just it was amazing all the marine life and the bird life as well the pelicans and you could feed all these birds in the evenings and they had seahorses and other islands that you could get to as well which are uninhabited and you just go there for like a restaurant or drinks or just amazing so it was actually a really hard decision to leave and actually my route as well like throughout my trip I was like because I'm in love with the ocean I kind of centered my trip around going from coast to coast so I go to the Caribbean coast then I get back to the Pacific coast then go to the Caribbean then the Pacific (laughs) so yeah I didn't stay too long in the mainland because I just yeah I'm more of an ocean person so I'd go from like the lovely relaxing Caribbean over to the wavy you know surfing Pacific so yeah that's kind of what I did but I did actually visit one place in the mainland of Belize called um, San Ignacio and over there you have a very famous uh, sacred cave well the cave I visited is the ATM cave again it was part of the Mayan history and they they actually sacrificed humans in there they had dead bodies (laughs) skeletons in there and they even sacrificed like there was a few children's like skeletal remains and they basically believed that sacrificing children to the gods were it was yeah it was more pure um so it's kind of like you can imagine what it was like in there it was very yeah like very intense inside that um the chambers and just the whole experience to actually get to the cave 
um, you have to hike for about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and you need to go through like these rivers. So you have to wear like these old trainers and kind of, yeah, like clothes that are quick drying. So it's really handy if you're traveling to have that kind of gear with you. And then like you start entering this underground kind of, yeah, like this sacred kind of cave system. And I believe the ATM cave is just under five kilometers. And I think we went in about a kilometer so and it's not like you wouldn't feel that you wouldn't feel claustrophobic it's actually quite there's quite large chambers in there and then there's quite narrow pathways where you have to kind of squeeze through um but your guide is with you and they really reassure you that everything is fine you know but the largest chamber we actually entered in there I was like whoa like I couldn't even believe I was like am I on planet earth or where am I because it was like you imagine the size of like a cathedral it was like the size of a cathedral inside there. It was huge, massive. And then you look around all the walls and you see all these markings and you can imagine like what was going on there in the past, like all these rituals and sacrifices. And you get to witness all these ceramics and pottery and various kind of instruments they would have used. So on the mainland of Belize, it was advised to actually spend you know, your time with groups or with guides because there's not really many tourists around. I mean, when they see a tourist, they're kind of like, they do kind of stare at you and they might even think like, oh my God, are you famous? Like, what are you doing here, you know? And I looked, yeah, I kind of stand out as a Northern European. So they definitely were like, who are you? And I'll be honest, I didn't actually feel that comfortable in the town where I was I guess you know I was alone as well perhaps if I had been with others I would have been okay but the two girls I had met on the tour two lovely girls um from Canada they were so lovely and I was so grateful to meet them they were going back to the mainland or like to the, the coastline and I was going on further into Guatemala and I just I didn't feel safe very safe in the town so I decided that I would leave just to give you another insight like the kind of motel I had booked like you know that wasn't too expensive there was like bars on the window and I had like a big huge padlock on my door and there was like nobody staying there so I was I just didn't feel at ease if you get me so basically after the tour that day the tour went on all day in the cave I decided to ask the driver. I just said, hey, look, would you drop me to the border after the tour? And like it is advised, do not go to border crossings in the evenings because once it gets dark, like, you know, (laughs) it's not good. And as well, I was alone. Like, who does that? And I promised myself that I wouldn't do that. But I also did not feel safe in the town. So I was like, it's either one or the other. I either stay in the town on my own and feel afraid for the whole night Or I just go to this border crossing and get into Guatemala. So that's what I did. I went to the border crossing in the evening. And I was just like, yeah, I was kind of slightly panicking inside. And I could feel my body a bit like shaky. And again, you know, actually they were speaking Spanish on the border a bit. So it was kind of like going from English back to Spanish again. Um, So (laughs) yeah, it was like mixing again. And... I got to the other side and of course the currency changes then again so then I was trying to like work out like how much a taxi would actually be with the currency exchange so there's a lot of stuff going through your head and when you're alone like you don't have that backup with you you don't have somebody there with you to look at your bags you don't have somebody 
checking the money while you show them the immigration cards or get your stamp or answer the questions about why you're there, what you're doing, when, how long you're staying. You know, so it is tough, like, travelling alone. But I got out after anyway and I found a taxi man. I just walked towards him and I said, can you bring me to Flores, which was the next town in Guatemala? And he said, yeah, for this price. And I said, OK. So I kind of went with him and I just I just crossed my fingers, hoping that he would bring me there. And I was so afraid in the car, guys. I was just I was very nervous. I was the o- I could I was the only person that looked like, you know, I was a tourist. There was no other traveler there. Everybody was from the area. So I really stood out and I just felt yeah, I felt so vulnerable. And then his car as well, like all his car was like blacked out. You know, those windows, they're all black. And like I put my bags into the boot and then I sat in the back seat again. No aircon, leather seats. I was like, oh, God, you know, and then I was like, can I put down the window? And I was thinking to myself the whole time, OK, if something goes wrong, I'm just going to like jump out the window. I can do this. I can jump out the window and everything's going to be fine. Actually laughing because I'm thinking like of all the plans I had on my trip. You know, anytime I get into taxis or anything, I'm like, OK, this is the plan of action. Plan B, plan C. This is what I do then. So I was really like on alert all the time. And like as amazing as the, the whole journey was and the trip, like you, you have to have these plans of action because during times in the trip, I did have to take secondary measures where I had to get myself out of situations and um yeah we might talk about that another time but anyway after riding in the car for like uh I think it was about two hours through all the Belizean rainforest absolutely stunning uh jungles amazing absolutely amazing uh I finally got to Flores and I paid the man and yeah my my heart I was just so grateful I was so grateful that I had arrived and I just literally fell into the hostel bed that night to relax. (laughs) Couldn't believe I made the journey. I was so lucky. So, yeah, just like a note about the rainforest. Uh, Belize is actually a very idyllic country in that about half of it is actually protected rainforest, which is like, yeah, fair play to Belize. And I actually would have loved to explore more of like the jungles there had I been with a group or something, but I didn't feel... That I could go down into the jungles alone, you know. And I think my mother would have... <laughs> well, she didn't really know anyways, but yeah. And they have um a jaguar reserve. And the only one in the world which is a protected reserve as well, which is amazing. If you think about it, globally, rainforests hold about half of all species on the planet. Like, that is massive. Yet, it only accounts for about 7% of the cover. Which is like teeny tiny it's so small and so what I would say to you because you know they're clearing rainforests so fast and you know I love to give my little environmental tips one of the biggest ones is palm oil and then another one is like they're clearing them for feed for like cattle um you know so it's not it might not be as much as like they're clearing the land to put more animals on which is yeah that can be true as well uh, beef imports and exports are just it's huge um, but also they need feed for those animals so that's another reason why it's it's great for farmers to clear the forest because they're getting you know they're getting more agricultural land back you know but it's detrimental to our planet to all the ecosystems it's all interlinked and the lungs of our planet are the trees so again like when you're out shopping um, just a little tip when you, I know people 
feel like they're in a mad hurry sometimes when they go to the shop and they probably don't look at labels but it's actually really important because what's in the label is you know what's affecting the destruction of the planet so a big thing is palm oil and this is massive as well over in Asia where the orangutans now like they literally have no trees to climb up on and it's just so sad you know so what I would say is things now like peanut butter sauces gravies even some chocolates like when you look on the back of the ingredients and you see palm oil like it's just a no-go just don't just don't do it you know and I actually recently picked up chocolates from a well-known brand and I was like oh they're fair trade so they definitely you know but actually I looked on the back and it was like palm oil and I actually wrote them an email and I was like can you please verify if this is like sustainably produced or you know that I was just quite surprised by that company that they would have had palm oil in their products and I got an email back like a week later saying 99% of our products are you know sustainably farmed I was like oh I knew I would get an answer like that like you know 99% yes they can fully trace it but that just as 1% they just don't know where it's coming from which is like a pathetic answer, you know. So that's what I would say to you guys. Be uh, be very aware of that. Also, again, I'll mention Fair Trade and Rainforest Alliance. So like if you're buying coffee, chocolate, the big ones, you know, from the south, you know, the coffee belt and the south of the equator as well. Watch for the coffee and the chocolate and make sure it's either Fair Trade or Rainforest Alliance. And I guess just a little note for you and when you go out into nature to practice mindfulness so when you go walking next and say if you choose to walk in a forest and like just take notice of the trees around you look at them and look at the bees look at the butterflies look at the pollinators look at the soil look at the insects look at the worms well the worms will be mostly under the ground But like there's a myriad of things going on for your very survival. And it's like most of us just walk around and we're stuck inside of our busy head with bazillion things going on, thinking that we have all the problems in the world. And then like we forget to look around us. We forget to see the beauty of life, the the majestic creatures around us, all the the beauty of this this planet. Like it it's it's fascinating when you can get to a state that you understand and realize that nature is doing so much for you to be here. Like the whole system is working for your survival. And this week when I was working out with the I've been actually germinating seeds this week, which was very exciting. And I actually put them in the hot press um, some tissue wet tissue in a, in a little uh, sealed bag and they germinated and I was like yes I'm so excited and now they've gone into some soil now on a propagator but you know when you think about the soil as well like the soil like one teaspoon of soil contains more microorganisms than there are people on the earth like does that not just blow your mind um just I just fascinated by the earth and all the all the ecosystems that play together. It's just a magical creation. Okay, guys, that's the end of the road for today and Kate's tales about nature. <laughs> really, um, nature means so so much to me and uh, 
I just have this like huge kind of drive in me just to get out and you know play in the soil and 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 work with her to produce you know like nice produce and have it on the plate and have a full kind of you know circular eco or system going on and and not having to like go down to the shop and buy something that's just full of chemicals it's it's about taking back our power as well you know and we can all do that just a final note again I want to say thank you thank you thank you thank you for listening thank you to uh, all the people who have shared um, my episodes and yeah just shared this new podcast I am really grateful for that and just so happy that people are taking on board this message about the earth and taking it seriously you know and again like I think through the adventures and and learnings and all that we can learn about it in in a more you know easy manner we don't have to like get overwhelmed you know we can learn about it in an interactive and an engaging way thank you again to all of the patreons and you know I'm just so grateful that I can do this and with your help and your support yeah I can continue to do this and put in the hours to create and write up what what I think we should be focusing on uh, for a sustainable future together on this magical planet earth and it can be you know just the price of a coffee so thank you thank you thank you for your support I appreciate it so much please um yeah like um give me a review on iTunes if you can like that would be so helpful and again I'm wishing you all a fabulous day and an amazing week and remember to get out into nature go walk in the forest this week go look at the trees look at what they're doing for you for us as a species here um keeping us alive and well and keeping our lungs healthy and yeah allowing us to breathe and be part of the whole beautiful system that we are part of um have a gorgeous day guys and i'll talk to you all soon i look forward to the next adventure ciao